Okay, day six, morning, uh, leaving Estella. We're just walking out at the moment. It's finally cool. Uh, I barely slept last night because it's incredibly hot. Very noisy in our apartment. How are you? Yeah, there was like a second room um, where I basically locked myself in. It was like a like being inside a tomb, but it was um, very, very hot, but at least it was dark and quiet, so I slept better. <laughs> Yes, it was awful. I feel terrible this morning. I'm so tired. Oh, just from not sleeping. Uh, we've got about 27 kilometers today. It's meant to get up to 41 during the day. Um, and then we finish in Sansol next to Torres del Rio. So let's do it. Yep, can't be that difficult. Hi everyone and welcome to Is This The Way, a podcast where we walk the Camino de Santiago. I'm Francesca. And I'm Gavin. And it's day six. Yep, and we're walking from Estella to Sansol today. This is our first day departing from the recommended stops on the guidebook. True. We walked an extra seven kilometers onto a little town. Yep. Today the guidebook actually recommends going from Estella to Los Arcos, which is 21.6 kilometers. We went a bit further. We actually ended up with a 28.6 kilometer day and it took us just over five hours. So not too bad. We're still well within the window of time that the guidebook sets for even the shorter route. So that's good. Difficulty. It said one out of three for like the shorter recommended thing. We put it as a six out of 10, just because it's a little bit of a longer day. It's the first 30-ish kilometer day that you do. The last 12 kilometers into Los Arcos is no services, no shade, no water stops, and the heat was a killer. So yeah, as you heard this morning, we had a really, really rough night's sleep. It was very optimistic of us to expect to sleep well in that apartment in Estella. I'd go further and say we had a really, really rough night because including the word sleep is inaccurate. True. I got some sleep, so we ended up sleeping in different rooms. I had one where you literally had to pull down like a grating on the window because the streetlights were coming through and I closed the door and it was literally a tomb. It was silent, but it was so hot in there. Literally was... a tomb or figuratively a tomb? Literally. I thought I was going to die in there. <laughs> All was dead in there. Well, technically to be a tomb, you should already be dead in there. Yes, I think I was borderline. <laughs> and then you suffered through the noise, the window, you had the open window, but you had lots of noise from the neighbors. Yeah, it seems to be a common thing, I guess, in the Spanish buildings is an internal courtyard. Yeah. So the bedroom window were open onto the courtyard and kind of like all the noise from all of the other apartments echoes up through this noise funnel. Mm. So needless to say, we sound absolutely shattered. So the guidebook says, make merry at the Arachi wine fountain, be charmed by historic Monjardin village and savor the remote path to Los Arcos. Basically a bunch of stuff happened today. It was a really interesting day. It was actually probably one of my favorites of the whole Camino. So start with the morning maybe. I guess a lot of people who've seen the movie The Way, there's literally a wine fountain on the wall, which is free and they're all filling up their water bottles. Yeah, so it's kind of one of the most iconic bits of the journey really, is that there's this free wine fountain that pilgrims can partake of. The challenge was it's really soon out of town. So we arrived there first thing in the morning. You'll hear all about our adventures of actually being at the wine fountain later, but erratic is probably one, one way I would describe it. On the plus side, we have pictures of us standing outside of it because there's a constant 24 hour webcam, which is kind of interesting. Yep, the webcam was working. The fountain, not so much. Yes. So anyway, we will elaborate on that very shortly. 
Yeah, after the wine fountain though, a little bit further on to Asketa. Nice coffee stop, nice view of the fields, a little bit of shade, had our coffee, had some breakfast, like settled down a little bit for the day. Yeah, I think you closed your eyes for a moment and then we went on. And yeah, the the next town, so actually the, the region you start passing into, as you mentioned, there are sort of more wineries and a few more sort of vineyards around. Unfortunately, they all looked very closed, the ones that we walked past. Mm. So after Esqueta, we were walking towards Villa Mayor, and it was really, really pretty town. I yeah, it was a, a very pretty town. And you look at all the nice houses in there, the big verandas and things in the shade, and you think, ah, that's where we would have wanted to stay. Yeah. That I, looks like it would be really nicer and like cool and a nice place to sit with, with a drink in the afternoon. I think if you were taking more time, or maybe you could walk through Estella too there, and then you could go past the wine fountain in the evening. And then you could arrive at Villa Mayor and then have yeah. a nice evening there. I just maybe. don't think there was much there, though, because it's all private houses, basically. Yeah, I don't maybe. think there... Maybe there is accommodation there, I'm not sure. Mm. But I don't recall seeing very much there. You could probably find better accommodation in Estella. All I can say is if you're walking in the middle of summer, try and find somewhere with air conditioning. Because in those towns like that, it can get very hot. We found almost no air conditioning across the Camino. <laughs> we got quite a few, actually. It wasn't so bad. Or we had rooms with fans or something. I think it was rarer than you think. Maybe, we'll find out. Indeed. One of the other quirky little things that we walked past was the Fuente de los Moros, which was a Gothic fountain associated with the Moors. But the design was more like, a, I guess the more kind of connection, because it was more like a step well. Remember the ones in India that you see, where you just have these steps going down and then you have the pool of water at the bottom. It's actually one of the most kind of iconic bits of architecture, I think, that we saw along the way. But yeah, that was nice. And it's kind of just on, on a hillside and opposite that is all grapevines. Yeah, it's really picturesque. And then from there, you have this long 12 kilometer stretch to Los Arcos with basically no services, little Very shade, little shade yeah. no water. So, you know, highly recommend that you stock up. We saw a woman who was coming back because she'd lost her hat or something. I felt so bad that she basically had to go and then go back again. So anyway. Yeah, that's true. I'd forgotten about that. Because that last 12 kilometers is pretty long and grueling. Yeah, and we were in peak, peak heat wave. So we had severe weather warnings. It was yeah. 42 degrees. And as a result, we got to meet the civil guard. Yeah, that was kind of cool. You're on this dirt path in the middle of nowhere and you see a car just kind of coming up towards you. like With, should... si with signage though, like police signage. Yeah, with like police <laughs> signage. You're like, should there be cars on this path? It feels very pedestrian to me. And it's like, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if we get some kind of like bizarre, like rural shakedown from the police. True. <laughs> but actually it was a civil guard who are there specifically to help pilgrims on the Camino, which is great. They have a website, they have an emergency phone number. They had bottles of water in the car and they were just stopping to make sure that everyone had water and it was okay and realized that there were no stops along the way until Los Arcos. Mm. And they had a stamp for your passport, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So we got the mobile civil guard stamp in our passports. Again, actually, probably a top tip to know. I think it was 062 is the number that you can call. And at any point in time, they'll come and help you. So I think it's very important that everyone knows that if you're walking. Yeah, particularly if you you know lose something or have something stolen. Well, there was one point later in what, like 30 days time or whatever, where I was considering calling the... The police but anyway we'll come to that yeah that's that true but that's later. a little way off yet we've got to yeah. <laughs> go through a lot of episodes before we get there yeah exactly and then we arrived at los arcos which was i mean i'm glad we didn't stay because it was kind of a nothing town i would describe it as minimal things going on i just remember kind of like you come in and you walk down the main street and then out the other end exactly. it, was, it, was a, it wasn't a big town 
And we did bump into a bunch of the people that we knew as we stopped for a drink and a snack there as well. Yeah. And ev everyone else was stopping in Los Arcos. And there were only a couple of us that walked on to Sansol after that. Because we got some sandwiches and the lady who lost her glasses had buddied up with these very cute French boys and they were all coming in together. Mm. So I think we briefly exchanged words and ate our sandwiches together and then they went on well, they were and all, we walked on to the next place. They were place. all waiting at the wine fountain in the morning as well. I think they also left disappointed even though they waited longer than us. Yeah, <laughs> whoops. So then we went on another seven kilometers to Sansol where everyone else stopped for the night. Uh, everyone who realized we were going on thought we were insane just because the heat was so bad. It was so, so hot that day. Yeah, you could literally see the way the heat waves coming off the tarmac. So there's like one tarmac road and then just a sea of yeah, the last everywhere. <laughs> the last approach into Sansol in particular, because you kind of come off the gravel path and actually onto the road. Mm. And it's just this curling black tarmac like up to the to the town because it's on a hill. Yeah, through the wheat and it was baking hot. It was so bad. And actually, when we got there, the guys like, "Are you insane walking in this heat in the middle of the day?" <laughs> Yeah, but it was totally worth it because the Palazzo that we stayed in was just incredible. It was such a nice building. The guy that owns it who cooked us dinner and the guy who he who he hired, who'd basically had this epiphany when he was walking, the, he Camino, was walking the Camino yeah. and then decided to settle and help this guy out in Sansol. The owner doesn't speak any English, so he basically acted like this sort of translator and hosted everyone. So we had this amazing dinner where he'd cooked. It was so basically they gave us this plate and it was something green, a green soup. And we had to guess what it is. Do you remember what it was? It was like artichoke stalks or something. Yeah, it was so delicious. Yeah. But no one, I mean, I didn't know what it was. I'd never tried it before. Yeah, amazing homemade tortilla, like nice freshly baked bread. This nice soup made out of the artichoke stalks. Mm. And you wouldn't think about that. I don't really think about artichokes very much in general. <laughs> but actually it was really, really tasty. It was amazing and apparently he cooks this same dinner every night for the pilgrims but what an amazing thing to put on for your i mean just the whole experience yeah. it, and you ate so you had like a seated dinner there was one time it was like six o'clock or something we all came down for dinner and he kind of guided through this whole dinner together so all the pilgrims eat and it was so wonderful it was really yeah. lovely and there's tons of food and the guy just kept on bringing out more and more food for anyone who wanted it yeah. and like you know whatever wine you want to have to drink basically or water yeah and it wasn't like here's your one little bottle or something in kind of like a restaurant or an alberga like a regular alberga it was have some more, have some more. <laughs> yeah, it was so generous, so such great company. We ended up making some good friends as well at our table, and yeah, yeah that was, we saw most of the way after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it was just it was one of those stops that I just couldn't recommend more. I think mm. this and maybe a couple of others are all sort of if you're having your top must stay, please choose this place and support this guy. The house has been in his family for generations. They sold it. Yeah, they lost it at one back. point because they yeah. couldn't keep it. And then it got really, really run down and he bought it back and then restored it to be an albergue, which yeah. is really cool. So it's just, it's just this incredible story and yeah, amazing. Yeah, definitely one of my favorite stops on the whole Camino, this one. Mm. It was, again, blisteringly hot. It was still 40 degrees at midnight. And the buildings, I guess, better than where we were before because it's got walls of like three or four foot thick of stone and little windows. Uh, but still, like, no fans, <laughs> which is a shame, because if you just had that little bit of air movement, it would make so much difference. But I there was a fridge and a freezer in the room, so we ended up, like, freezing a bottle of water and literally putting it on the back of our necks and lying on it to True. cool down. That was a good, a good suggestion. And then at one point, the guy knocked on the door. I think it was after our evening recording with a ladder. 
And remember, he went into the bathroom and there was like a window. Yeah, there was like a skylight like in the bathroom. He went open, yeah. But basically, it didn't. It was like more heat comes in. It's like, we no, were, please close the skylight. We were basically like lying naked on the beds because it's so hot trying not to move. I open the door and the guy starts like just walking in with this, with this ladder. I think you were still basically wearing nothing on the bed. I was like, no, 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 don't want. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, we figured it out in the end. Actually, I grabbed my phone and I just used the live Google Translate and it worked really, really well. He, so he was trying to make sure like everyone was comfortable and that's I guess the way to get fresh air kind of like coming through yeah but it was so hot that day there's not much you could do yeah so on the back of that should we see how it got on yep let's go and see it's the afternoon of day six and surprisingly we are still alive yeah, it's pretty surprising given we're basically sitting here not moving because it's the middle of the heat wave. <laughs> it's definitely one of the like best walks in terms of incredible scenery, but absolutely like battered by the heat, um, which I think is why we're going to literally pass out the second that we finish this tonight. Yeah, this is a little bit of a slog this evening, actually, because I'm so exhausted from that. Well, I guess you also didn't sleep last night because it was baking yes. hot last night as well. <laughs> We had a nice apartment, but unfortunately, like, there's no airflow. It's just very, very hot and very still. And it is a heat wave, so it's not normal necessarily. But a fan would have made it much, much more bearable for a very small investment. But I mean, even the, so the room we're sitting in now is this beautiful, so we're in this beautiful palace, <clears throat> Palacio de Sansol. And we've got this like top floor apartment, wood beams, and everything is like really thick yeah, stone like walls. two, three foot thick stone walls. But our bed sheets are like, Lots of pillows, big thick duvet, additional blankets and things. So it definitely feels like everything is geared up for winter walking. Definitely not, not summer walking and certainly not heat wave walking. <laughs> but we had a, we still had a really good day though. And I was still, it's been one of those funny days. So we got up and we're really looking forward to going to the wine fountain. I think we mentioned last night, this like iconic fountain where you sort of turn the tap and the free wine comes out. And we got there like right on time, eight o'clock, like the gates open. There are a couple of people waiting. We turn the tap and like a few dribbles of stuff come out and then nothing. Uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's annoying because it's one of those things that I'd seen. It's like, oh, I really want to go there. I really want to get some wine from the fountain. That would be so cool. Even though it, you know, it doesn't have to be good wine or anything. I just think like the... The concept? The concept of that and providing that for pilgrims is so cool and so nice. That was the, one of the things on this walk that I'd picked out. I was like, I really want to do this. <laughs> yeah. So it was a little bit unfortunate with where it's located, just being about three kilometers out of Estella. So with Estella being a main like rest spot, walking another three kilometers after you get there to go and uh, see the fountain in the evening and three kilometers back, it's a lot of extra walking in the middle of a heat wave at the end of a day when you actually want to drink some wine. Yeah. And going first thing in the morning, it only opens at 8 a.m. I think a lot of the people at the moment in the temperature are actually leaving at 5, mm -hmm. 5.30, 6 in the morning. So they'll be way well past there by the time it actually opens. But yeah, we got there like just before 8 o'clock. Heard the church bells ring. Mm -hmm. No wine, no wine. The water tap was working, which was good, except we didn't need to fill up water. But yeah, a bit disappointing. Yeah, so no wait, one, I mean, no one turned the water into wine this morning. Yeah, no, we were really looking forward to like all of those jokes slash comments we could make. At least someone was quoting Life of Brian while we were standing there, but we didn't have a blessing this morning. So we waited for 20 minutes, which at that time of day is like you're losing 20 minutes of cool weather. So it was a little bit of an unlucky start. 
But I think, like I said, the scenery was just so incredible. And, uh, we found this town that I really liked, Villa Mayor. Yeah, Villa Mayor. And it just seemed like very quaint. So we were kind of, hmm, you could just imagine like owning one of those houses. Or renting one of those houses. Nice gardens and nice verandas and balconies and things. Yeah. And in the afternoon when you're hot and you're looking at like, oh, look, nice green garden with shady trees and fruit trees. And oh, they've got their balconies off the side in the shade. Yeah. So nice. It looked and like quite a posh town, like a slightly posh town. So I was quite attracted to that. <laughs> and that was also the last point where there were any kind of services for the next 12 and a half kilometers. Yeah. So the next 12 and a half kilometers after that, we're literally just walking through the, through the wheat fields. Yeah, so it's incredibly scenic. We actually met the civil guard. So they're called like the Guardia Civil or Civil Guardia. I can't remember which way around it is. So they actually were just saying that if you run into any trouble at any point on the Camino, you can call 062 and they'll come and help you. Um, which I think is really good, particularly if you're traveling alone. I never even knew this existed. Basically, you just need help as a pilgrim. Yeah. You can just call them and they'll help you. Yeah. That's, that's really handy to know that there's someone there that will help you. I mean, before we left Los Arcos, we stuck our heads into the church there because there are these, I only just learned this word, a retablo, which is basically like a, instead of like stained glass windows, it's almost like a built structure of, I don't know, how would you yeah, describe it? It's almost like it? bas-relief sculpture or something. Yeah. Like the whole wall of sculptures and paintings and filigree and... Yeah, it's things. almost like something out of a quirky, like, I don't know, it makes me think of something out of like the Labyrinth or Dark Crystal or something when I look at it, like slightly like Jim Henson-y type figures. God, imagine if Muppets um, popped out of all of those, yeah. all of the little nooks and crannies and like sang the hymns, like that yeah. would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah, so we arrived right before one o'clock mass, just coincidentally. So it's really nice, like all of the elderly Spanish locals in the town were all dressed up. And it's Sunday, that's why everyone was going to church. I forgot it was Sunday when we were there. It yeah. makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, so it was actually really quite busy and it was all, yeah, all very sweet. Then having to do that last seven kilometres and just, you can just see the heat waves like radiating off the ground. We didn't think so we'd be spicy. the only people though. Um, we saw a couple end, of we others. Weren't. We did, yeah. um, we saw did two see a couple others. of other people, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And there are other people who are staying here who also started from Estella this morning as oh, well. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. All right. But so, they just left earlier then? Yeah, a couple of the others left earlier, arrived later. Okay. But the guy, oh. the guy who was sitting next to me at dinner right, okay. was in Estella as well. Oh, okay. Uh, but left early and arrived hours after us. Oh, okay. But actually, again, like I'll recommend this, the, this location we're in because it's owned by this one guy. Uh, the only downside was I accidentally mentioned that Gavin was in tech, so he was asked to fix the internet because <laughs> there was an issue, but you did your like pilgrim's duty and gave him a hand, which is very kind. Yeah, which is fine. You know, the owner and the one guy who works here have both been super friendly. Yeah, I know. The, you know, he made us so a really good. tasty dinner yeah, and everything. Yeah. And I, I have no problem giving a little bit of my time to nice people. No, of um, course. You know, it took, it took five minutes anyway, and it would have taken about 30 seconds, except that Windows was in Spanish. <laughs> I don't speak a lot of Spanish. Mm. Uh, so there's a few wrong clicks going, isn't where it? the hell is the device manager? But isn't it just like lost internet? <laughs> no, it is not yeah, lost internet. I'm just <laughs> it was lost internet that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's lost internet. Yeah, anyway, it's been, it's been a good day. My like main thought today was, even though we were a bit like unlucky with the fountain, given we've been looking forward to it, I feel so lucky that we're here right now. I know it's been it's like a bit of a difficult day, but actually it feels like the right place at the right time and everything. It's not difficult so much. I think it's no. just, it's just yeah. been strenuous. But like, tomorrow we've got a short day. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I was, just, I was just saying that I feel very lucky. And it's just interesting that most of the people we meet are either young students or like retirees. 
or people who've gone through some like traumatic yeah, experience, like yeah. a death or a divorce. We're like doing this for like the right reasons and at the right time and everything. So it just feels very right and natural. So anyway, I'm just really, really enjoying, really enjoying this. It's so good. As you say, shorter day tomorrow. So it should be more chilled, though it's another day of heat wave, right? Yeah, another day of heat wave. It's currently predicted to break the following day. And then we'll have a, a much cooler day of only around 36, I think, is predicted. Well, it'll feel, so di- it'll feel much better. But then, we, then it, <laughs> seems five like, degrees. it seems like during the week is dropping back down to low, low to mid-30s, which is a bit more normal Spanish summer weather, I think. So anyway, we'll see how we go tomorrow. Just need to try and uh, survive one more hot, hot night. <laughs> yeah, overall, good day, though. I'm just mm. uh, hoping that a little tiny bit of breeze starts. I'm looking at the trees out the window, and they are not moving at all. <laughs> it is dead still outside. Mm. And all I need is just the tiniest little whisper of breeze to just move the air. <laughs> all right. Cool. We'll see you in the morning. All right. That's it for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you've enjoyed Is This The Way? And have taken away some inspiration and ideas about how you might approach the Camino. If you'd like to get in touch or find some more information about each episode, head over to our website, isthistheway.net. Buon Camino!